Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> I'll never forget like the first audition of Jobu, uh, who's like the villain in the movie. But like we encouraged her to be weird and, and stay on script-ish, but we were like, that's not the point. The point is just to see like how unpredictably weird this villain can be. And like your first audition was like one the wildest audition I've ever <laughs> seen. Because you just like kept breaking the script and ruining it and making fun of us and then turning back into the character and fake crying. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Awardist, where we're chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year and breaking down the state of the 2023 Oscars race. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall. On this week's episode, the cast and directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ki Hui Kwan, Stephanie Hsu, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert. And we're talking the Best Picture race, as well as the impact of the BAFTA and DGA Awards. And joining me to do that is EW Editor-in-Chief Patrick Gomez. Welcome back, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. And happy to have you here. So let's get into it. I want to start with uh, the BAFTA Awards, um, where All Quiet on the Western Front won their top prize. Um, I don't know if I'm entirely surprised by that, given that it is a German film and we have, uh, you know, the, the BAFTAs are, uh, you know, Europe's equivalent to the Oscars. But um, I don't know. How are you feeling about that one? Do you think that changes anything here? I mean, if, if it maybe had been a little earlier, it may have given mm. people because at this point we've got our front runners. And I think what's yeah. tough is we there might be people that want to vote for someone else, but we were even doing this in the office the other day, talking about a project and um, making some choices and someone was late to the vote and they were like, well, now I only want to vote for one of the ones that could possibly win rather than giving my vote to what I think should win. And so we're at that point in this race. And so I think if this had been a little bit earlier, it might've empowered people that were already thinking that they would want to vote for all quiet on the Western front to Mm -hmm. do so. Uh, but I, I think it's a little late in the game for any new front runner to emerge, honestly. Yeah, well, and, and it's worth noting that that movie is, I think, by most uh, standards, considered the front runner to win Best International Feature Film, uh, where it's also up against Argentina 1985, which has won some awards, uh, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. So I, I don't think they're not going to pick up any awards. Um, uh, they, I mean, I think they uh, have nine nominations, which is um, quite an incredible feat. I mean, there could um, always be something- a parasite year. Uh, honestly, it's so true. And I will um, say, I, I went and saw, uh, I, I'm someone that is fine to watch things. I mean, you know, you and I watch so many screeners that we're used <laughs> to watching things, not just on a TV or a computer, but like with a huge watermark with our name across it. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but I was encouraged to go watch um, All Quiet on the Western Front in a theater. So found a mm. found an independent theater that was screening it. 
And it's actually the same theater I went and saw RRR in. And mm-hmm. um, I have to say, like, it is just such a visually stunning film. And even though it's two yeah. and a half hours, it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel that long because it's just such a great, well-told story. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad it got some attention. But again, I, I yeah, don't think it's gonna. Yeah, good thing it's right, gonna take right. home the big prize, but it'll take indeed. Home some yeah, stuff. great. Great pacing on that one. Uh, that that helps it a lot. Um, but something interesting you said, uh, people talking about like, you know, there are other things they're compelled to vote for. But at this point, there are front runners. Uh, but full disclosure, I'm a, a member of sag After So when I was voting, I felt that same kind of thing. There were some people that I was like, well, I should vote for mm, this person or this person in X category. Um, but I didn't ultimately because while i understand uh why they um are in the position they're in in the race i, I just thought there was a better performance in the category and and uh, you know ultimately it um it didn't amount uh to much but um yeah that that is that was an interesting struggle that i it was the first time i had voted um for sag and i was like oh what what do i what do I do here? Um, because this person's probably going to win, but I, um, and not that I don't think that person wasn't deserving, but that's the way it goes with these voting bodies. I love how that sh- the show's already happened, Jared, and you still won't name anything. And I think that that's really respect. No, I want names. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, it's fine. You'll I, never tell. I'll, you're like, you're like Brittany Murphy in that scary movie. You'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, do I even, I almost said the category and I didn't. Um, but anyway, um, also at the BAFTAs, um, I will say I was surprised by this one because I fully expected uh, Colin Farrell to win Best Actor. It is the BAFTAs. He is Irish. Um, But no, they went with Austin Butler, even over uh, Brendan Fraser, who it felt like it has for a while. It was a three man race. And then it felt like it kind of became between Austin and Brendan. Um, I think that is a huge feat for Austin and goes a long way uh, for final Oscar voting that starts later this week. Well, you know, I was at an event ahead of the SAG Awards uh, late last week, and um, there was some some people in the industry talking, and they were mentioning they wonder how much um, Lisa Marie's passing has mm-hmm. impacted yeah. things and people really feeling, you know, an urge to celebrate the Presley family. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't thought about that factor that could be playing in. Again, Austin is incredibly deserving. So, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting the attention he's getting. I'm not saying that this is w- the only reason why, but it could be a reason why right. all of a sudden he's reemerging as, as a potential front runner. Yeah. yeah, it certainly brought a different kind of um, narrative to the story of this campaign. Um, and I know the I, campaign I was remember, important to her. Like It was important yeah. to her to be out there and helping celebrate and amplify this film. Uh, and so, 100%. you know, I, I think that that's important. I will. The other thing that I thought about with this race is it's it's odd to me that they're especially as well received as the film has been by audiences that Tom Hanks's other film, A Man Called Otto, hasn't it wasn't in the discussion because any other yeah. year that's a Tom Hanks role that would have been at least in the discussion for nominations. And I wonder how much that is, I have nothing to back this up, but I wonder how much that is Tom Hanks being like, you know what, like, let's emphasize Austin. I don't want it to become mm. a. I don't want to even enter this conversation. Um, I, I wonder because otherwise huh. I don't understand why that wasn't more of a campaign for, for awards push. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it's the, the conversation around that movie has been fairly quiet, but uh, for the most part, I've seen 
good things about his performance, maybe not so much about um, the movie. Yeah, as the a film's whole, very but, conventional and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's Tom Hanks. Like it, it, right. it's, it's you know, Meryl Streep gets nominated for things that others wouldn't, <laughs> and same with Tom. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, it's it, it is interesting when um, when Lisa Marie passed. I I saw some of uh, what you were talking about. Some of that kind of immediate uh, those hot takes on Twitter. People saying, um, b- "Please don't let this be a factor in things." And um, yeah, mostly from journalists, uh, you know, who were kind of lamenting what it it might mean and that people would vote for Austin because of this. Um, but like you know you what, said, that happens every year. Like, he, like there's yeah, uh, there's, there's always something. external factors. Like, like, mm-hmm. and again, to the subject that we've spoken about on this podcast before, all of this is so subjective that of course yep. that's all going to play into it. Um, it yep. It's silly to think it's silly to think that that things outside of the actual acting and cinematography and direct like outside of the craft don't right. play into this thing. It's all a dog and pony show. And right. you know, that's partially why I think a lot of us love it. Like it, it yeah. is, it's, yeah. it's a, it's not necessarily a popularity contest, but it's certainly more yeah. of a, um, high school, a visibility uh, contest. Yeah. Or at least a high school yeah. homecoming. Like, there's yeah. a lot of factors right. in here. Yeah. 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 And, and by no means has, uh, you know, the, the Elvis campaign, embraced that or used no, it they, in yeah, any they, way. it's just yeah. it's just part of part of uh you know kind of er- inherently what what is happening around that um and then one other category i want to talk about at baftas uh carrie condon from the banshees of Inna sharon uh colin who played colin farrell's sister she did emerge victorious in the supporting actress category over angela bassett who has pretty much been uh sweeping um that category at various ceremonies um so unlike Colin, who couldn't, um, you know, the, 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 the Irishman who couldn't take his category, she did. Um, I, and some folks, including our own Joey Nolfi, is like, that's a really interesting thing that it, it does seem to be there's some, uh, you know, kind of last uh, or, you know, a second wave of sorts um, for this movie. And that she's the one uh, that's getting the attention. Barry Keoghan also won um, supporting actor. I guess we should talk about that, too. Um, do, you, do you think... I know you I, I'm wondering if it's your same take as, you know, all quiet, that it, that it feels like it's probably a little too late for both of them. I mean, I don't know. You know, my feeling. I, I, I know you love Barry. I love Barry. <laughs> and I actually love Carrie's performance as well. I think, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I got to vote for some critics choice stuff earlier this year. And and I actually voted for I, I will say at this point, it's been enough time. I voted for both sure. of them, um, knowing that again, knowing that they probably wouldn't win. But I thought their performances. I actually liked their performances more than um, the lead performances uh, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, did, did I, am I surprised? No, be given that you know it's, again it's the British uh, awards and uh, and their European actors. And I, did, I, 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 I guess all I'll say is I'm not surprised, but I don't know that it makes a factor in in this next race. Yeah. I, I think I am right there with you on that one. Okay, let's hop over to the DGA Awards. Daniels, Scheinert, and Kwan won uh, that um, that group's top award, uh, where Steven Spielberg was also nominated, and it really seemed to be kind of a, you know, it's going to be one or the other. Um, our our experts, Dave Carter and Joey Nolfi, have also kind of been wavering between the two of them, uh, the two of the nominees, but three men technically. Um, do you think that DGA win pretty much solidified it for uh, Daniels? I mean, I think so. I think is uh, similar to you know how SAG overlaps with the Academy so mm-hmm. much, 
I think DGAs, obviously the overlap is huge for that as well. I, I think that's a big indicator. And, and, you know, I think everyone loves and respects Steven Spielberg and, and his work in, as a director and filmmaker. But I think if you're looking at something that was like technically difficult, like, you know, I think that that goes a long way and the Daniels, mm-hmm created something completely new and different and just incredibly difficult to imagine how you would even start to figure out how to direct and, and um, yeah. produce that. You know, Steven Spielberg produced a very uh, strong, not biopic, biopic film, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it was very conventional. And, and I think people mm-hmm. were excited about seeing something different and understand that there's a lot of work that goes into creating something different. There's a lot of work that goes into creating any movie, but you know, this yeah. one in particular, I think people are, are intrigued by the work that went into it. Mm-hmm. Well, and to that point, which we'll hear a little later uh, during the interview um, after the break, uh, even Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Shu, they were talking about how, uh, or I, I believe it's Stephanie who was saying that Michelle was like, I really don't understand what we're doing here, but I'm going to I'm going to give what they need for me and go there. And, uh, the, you know, the Daniels joked, oh, please, your your script was marked up uh, with um, all these tabs on different pages. So you could track and so you would understand the different, you know, the different um, multiverses. And um, but yeah, to your point, they even the actors were like, you know, they had to put a lot of trust in these guys um, to <laughs> not make them look silly uh, and. And they didn't. It's a really beautiful, profound story that while you're watching, I will say you're kind of like, where is this going? What is happening? And then it comes together in a in a really beautiful way. Similar to a great book, it is one of those movies that benefits from repeated uh, yes. uh, enjoyment because you pick up mm-hmm. on new and different things every time you watch. Yeah. Yep, uh, I I fully agree with that and and endorse it. Watch it more than once. Um, so that leads me then to uh, as we're talking about Daniels and their chances uh, of of winning Best Director at the Oscars, which seems quite good. Uh, of course, their movie is also nominated for Best Picture among many other uh, nominations it received. But but the Best Picture nominees, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. A a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, Patrick, we discussed, um, you know, uh, Tom Cruise at the Oscar nominees luncheon and, um, you know, that that push, it really felt like they were doing anything they could uh, to get that support to win Best Picture. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, to me, this feels like um, it feels like it's everything everywhere all at once to lose. But I could see the Fableman's still taking it. If the Academy does that thing they do every now and then where they spread the love and it's not a sweep by one movie. I could see that too, but I do agree. I think it's everything's race to lose at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think that's the case in pretty much every category they've got a nominee in, um, except maybe um, supporting actress where they still are a strong Mm -hmm. contender. Um, but yeah. uh, I think that, that one's two a little nominees. bit, yeah, that one's a little bit more of a toss up, but I think all the others, it's, it's, it's theirs to lose. That being said, I would not, mm-hmm. again, not be surprised if Kate Blanchett took the, There's, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, it's either everything is going to like win a ton <laughs> or it's going to be that one thing of just like, wow, they must've gotten second place in every category. Yeah. Right. Because I, right. I think, I think that's where they're at. They're guaranteed the second place vote. 
at the very least in every category. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting to see play out. Um, So this is also really interesting. I uh, went back and listened to um, when South by Southwest happened last March. We sat down with uh, the Daniels and Michelle, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Stephanie and Key um, for our Around the Table series. And um, I, I was just like, we've got to play this interview on the awardist because these six people had no idea what was about to happen to them and their movie, which is A24's biggest to date. It's made over $100 million. They have, sorry, give me one second here. We're going to add this out. They have, it's 11, right? 11 nominations? I don't know. If that's uh, led the nominations with 11. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so over $100 million. They got 11 Oscar nominations. Um you know, they they just thought they were making this, uh, you know, quirky but unique, uh, you know, beautiful story about a family trying to reconnect but applying all of this, um, you know, multiverse madness. Um, and there's a, um, a kind of a I, I don't want to say they were naive about it because they know it was special what they created, but uh, naive to, you know, the fact that this was going to catch on the way it did. Um, and and of course, we had Michelle on one of our covers. Daniels were so great about um, you know, even helping craft that. You, I, I think, remember that time when all that was going on, Patrick. Oh, yeah. So what I think is so great uh, that what everyone is going to hear in this interview is, you know, it's one of really the first times that they were together talking about this movie that they made. By the way, that they made before the pandemic started. They wrapped basically the week that shutdowns happened. Um, and, you know, Daniels had plenty of time over the pandemic um, to edit, uh, you know, edit the movie something i will say about the daniels which i I somehow uh ignorance is not bliss in this case i wish i had realized it sooner they directed the music video for turn down for what and daniel kwan is the one in it who there's lots of um pelvic thrusting and odd things going on in the crotch region it's the whole point of you know the song and, and the narrative that I the, that the music it. videos i did not know he was in it that is amazing that's him yeah yeah so um it's interesting actually watching that music video that you're like oh this makes complete sense that the guys who told this story in this music video would make this movie um and and so i think you know their style has been there their um way of just uh, you know visualizing stories and bringing things to life in such a, a an oddly compelling and fascinating and entertaining way um it's just kind of inherent to uh who the two of them are so as, as our we are going to, would say they did the thing <laughs> they sure did they did the thing um so we're going to take a quick break when we come back uh the cast and directors of everything everywhere all at once don't go anywhere the awardist will be right back When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back to The Awardist. All right, so as I teased before the break, we have a bit of a throwback for this interview. We recorded this interview back at South by Southwest in March 2022 with uh, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kiwi Kwan, Stephanie Shu, and the co-writers and co-directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. The movie was having its world premiere there. Uh, so they talk about uh, even, even that, the emotions that they're having now that people are finally getting to see uh, this this very unique uh, cinematic experience. Um, and they tell lots of fantastic stories, anecdotes uh, from, from their time filming the movie. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I will say, is um, very quick to give the Daniels uh, so much credit for their ingenuity um, and, and just how wildly creative they are as directors. So uh, I, I'm going to stop talking so we can get to this interview. So enjoy, and we'll talk to you right after that. Hi, welcome to Entertainment Weekly's Around the Table. Uh, we are here with our movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. <laughs> here uh, laughing at my uh, amazing performance is Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, Ki Kwan. I'm also Daniel, Daniel Scheinert. I wrote it and directed it with him. Can I ask a question? Yes, you <laughs> start. Is it the Daniels mm. or is it just Daniels? So, I think a lot of people are confused. This is important. I know. Yeah. We should put this on our Wikipedia page. Yeah, we <laughs> put it on your We're Wikipedia. We're not offended page. when people call us the Daniels, but we 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 go by Daniels because we thought it was too arrogant to try to own the name Daniels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're just some Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. rando Daniels. Right. Some Lee Daniels, I feel like, is offensive to like Lee. Lee Daniels, and Jeff. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Ah, of course. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. That we clear that, that up. In the sentence in the sentence, you can say the Daniels, but right. lowercase t, please. I hate right. Uppercase right. t. t poof. I know. Yeah. It's uh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jamie or just or the Jamie? The Jamie. It's like Madonna. What other Jamies yeah. are there? Oh, yeah. The Jamie. The Michelle. Yeah. The Stephanie. No, I mean, yeah. The Oh no, I was curious because in the trailer, which is so. Amazing! It does just say Daniels. Daniels. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I thought maybe it was a typo. That's, wow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes we like to leave mistakes for the fans. So okay. They, well, I was just wondering. Yeah. In. yeah exactly. I will be quiet. We kept telling. Oh, is that why our movie looks like that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> mistakes for the fans. For the fans. I love. I love when. <laughs> I you, you know that YouTube channel, like, uh, what is it? Movie sins or whatever. Why are we Cinema sins. Oh, I love yeah. Cinema sins. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> we, we like to leave things in for them. You know, just oh, to make yeah. sure it, our right. we want our Cinema sins to be very long. Yeah. Lots of things for them to call so out. Some smug yeah. guy can be like, the clock is different. One of the best things about this movie is the cast and I can say that because I'm the director and I watch you guys like surprise me every day um, and I think one of the things that people are going to be really talking about is the fact that each one of you guys surprise the audience in a different way everyone is doing something that's completely outside of their comfort zone or just something you would not expect <laughs> and I would I, I just love the way you guys talk about each other on set you guys were always so gracious what was the most impressive or surprising thing that you saw one of your other cast members do I'll, I'll tell a story about Jamie oh. I know I love that <laughs> I, knew, I knew this was coming this is a great story so we were shooting in Simi Valley in this abandoned building yeah. Jamie's dressing room happened to be right next to mine so we're dressing room neighbors <laughs> Right? But every morning and when I go to my room, he means like old accounting office. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and so so we're dressing room neighbors. And every morning when I walk on uh, to the to my dressing room, I never see her there. Her door is always wide open. Her purse is in there, but she's never there. 
Why? And this is like maybe the first week and the curiosity got the best of me. And one day I went up to her and I said, Jamie, where do you go? I never see you in your dressing room. She says, Key, I'm always on set because you gotta understand, you don't learn anything in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. It is on the set, that's where you learn. And here is multi-award-winning actress who's been in this business for decades, <laughs> yeah. and take she is in, still wanting to learn. I mean, that is so inspiring, Jay. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I, that, I was going to talk about is that I was stealing chairs. This anyway, I didn't steal them. I paid for them. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We were in the abandoned, what was a uh, uh, countrywide savings and loan building <laughs> when it went under, which is now used for commercials and movies. Mm-hmm. And you guys took it over for the entire movie. Yes. And so instead of trailers, we had offices. In the thing, the first day I'm in this office and I walk in and I notice there's this really cool chair in front of the desk area in my office. And right away I flipped it over and it was a Pollock chair. Wow. It is one of those, wow. if you go on eBay, go on eBay right Pollock Only Jamie chair. would notice this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, wait. I'm going to tell you, wait. This building has now... Uh, switched hands, what, four or five times since mm-hmm. Countrywide went under? And they don't have a clue what's in this building. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of Aeron chairs mm-hmm. and cubicles. Wow. And I went to the guy and said, you know, I'm just outfitting my offices and I could use some chairs. Do you think they'd sell them to me? Oh and he said, well, I don't know, let me ask. <laughs> Two days later, he came back and he said, well, yes, they would. I said, great. And I came up with a number, cash. I paid him cash great. for 12 of those chairs. Oh, wow. I think my favorite thing, obviously, I was so lucky. I don't even think I realized at the time that I was just in a room full of legends because my way of coping with stress is like, I am going to be fearless. I'm not going to process <laughs> any of that till later. And I just remember Michelle always giggling and laughing, being like, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> and then you watch it and you're like, are you sure? Because you look amazing and you're epic and every moment is so clear. And it was just so amazing to watch you completely surrender every mm-hmm. single day, like show up mm-hmm. with infinite joy and then be like, okay, Boys, mm-hmm. what do I have to do for you today? <laughs> <laughs> but she, always with such like absolute excellence. What I she was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says she doesn't know. She didn't. She didn't know what she was doing. But the night, the weekend before we went to go shoot, we we went to you know hang out in your hotel just to go over the script. I saw her script. Every single page has at least three or four sticky tabs. It was just uh, a rainbow. She did her homework, Notes and she like I th- I think she's underplaying how how much work she put into yeah. it because Michelle's in literally every frame of this movie. Like maybe there's like a frame that she's not there, but it's like remarkable. Yeah, there's some shot reverse shot scenes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, like, <laughs> there's a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a raccoon. That's yeah. the only shot without Michelle. It's an extraordinary performance. I mean, it's just an incredible. It's hard to imagine. I'm a, I can only assume there's just literally no other human being on earth. Like, you can say that about people all going, nobody else could have done that part. Bull****. Mm-hmm. Many people could do that part. Nobody else could have done this part. Yes. Nobody. Yes. No. On earth. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Except yeah. Michelle Yeoh. I remember at the end of week one. Uh, oh, get used to it, honey. Maybe I told you this. Uh, we were shooting the scene where uh, you two are fighting and uh, Jamie's leaping through the air to try to smash Michelle uh, wrestler style. You had to say I love you and say it sincerely and, and mean it. We didn't think it was like the most emotionally important scene. You know, mm. like it's like it's action, but there's a little bit of emotion. And then, like, uh, 
you said I love you so sincerely and just like squirted a tear, but it didn't quite fall in your close up. And our uh, assistant stunt choreographer, uh, coordinator, yeah, coordinator, Dan. Dan came up to us afterwards and he's like, that's the second time I've ever cried on set. Like he was at the monitor and I was like, that's insane. You had one line of dialogue in this crazy context and like was like making people yeah, cry. But at the that's ultimately why this is so special is because it is a crazy context and it is a multiverse movie and it is wacky and there's a lot going on, mm -hmm. but it at the center of it is mm -hmm. this which is a family of people trying to figure out how to get along and how to accept each other. And if that isn't the common link to every human being in the world, <laughs> and so that's the beauty of the movie, is that you can have that you know, sort of opposite action, um, action scene of flying through the air and some sort of weird martial arts, and at the same time have someone saying, I love you, truly saying I love you, not as you said, the most emotional thought in the movie. But for her, it was. Yes. Mm. yes. Because to say I love you to somebody, truly say it, mm. is the most intimate thing mm. that you can say. So I think that's why the movie worked. I'm just saying. I have a surprise story. <laughs> oh, yes, the oh. actors. We worked with uh, Steph Shu on a TV project before this, and so we knew that you were um, a unique creature. <laughs> uh, but like, I'll <laughs> never forget like the first audition of Jobu, uh, who's like <laughs> the villain in the movie. But like, we encouraged her to be weird and, and stay on script-ish. But we were like, that's not the point. The point is just to see like how unpredictably weird this villain can be. And like, your first audition was like one the wildest audition I've ever <laughs> seen because you just like kept breaking the script and ruining it and making fun of us and then turning back into the character and fake crying and it was like and we were like oh my god that was like um, afterwards it took us like a week to be like it was like we were, it was like the mask with Jim Carrey it was yeah, like we yeah, were just yeah. watching <laughs> this person like be unhinged in like such a joyous and unpredictable way. So fans uh, of the masks should come to our movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like, God. And then we went back sequel. and like rewrote the script. We were like, we gotta like write some of her improv into the script. That was. Unreal. You always make fun of me that I think I said something along the lines of, "Wouldn't it be funny if I didn't get the part?" <laughs> you said that in the audition. Yeah. 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 Well, but I meant it genuinely. Like, uh -huh. wouldn't it be funny? This is really hard. <laughs> you, yeah, you said a lot of things that were very funny. <laughs> Yeah, Steph, so, so you said a lot of things that you like aren't supposed to say in an audition, right. but it totally worked. <laughs> yeah, this is this is barely has anything to do with anything. Yeah. When we were working, uh, we met while working on Nora from Queens, the Comedy Central show, uh, which is also where we met Harry Shum Jr., who's in the movie. And, yeah. Um, the day before we shot with you, you watched Turn Down for What for the first time. Oh my God, I can't and so believe then, like, <laughs> On set, mic'd up in front of the whole crew, she was like, Dan, I can't stop thinking about your penis. Yeah. <laughs> but it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah. That's so sucky. Yeah. 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 And we were I so embarrassed. Know. It was the first day of shooting. And no, like, it wasn't. It was the second day. Was it? It was oh, definitely the second right. day. Right, right, right. Right. You can warm up to a right, second day. We were like, it's a music video. She's talking about a music video. He has his clothes on. I, did, I definitely didn't say it like, hey, Dan, I can't, I can't stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you were giggling. You were I just was, like. I was overwhelmed. Yeah. You guys overwhelmed We all were me. overwhelmed when we saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have just one thing about Key. Mm. So as you guys can tell, we all are pretty much nut jobs and we're very comfortable in our lives and in our work. 
And for a long time, Key didn't do this work. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the most beautiful aspects for me of this movie is this opportunity that has been given to a talent to resume, not come back, but to resume mm -hmm. their work. There was a pause. A long pause. A long <laughs> pause, which I, I, is probably better for you to explain. Well, you know, I, then there, I want to follow up with it, but explain yeah, the yeah. pause. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I was very lucky when I was a kid. You know, I was in a couple of really memorable movies. Yes. Really? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, like uh, a little movie called The Goonies. You know, uh, Indiana Jones. Maybe. You already know it. No, but and, and then and then the truth is, as I got older, there was just not a lot of opportunities for an Asian actor at that time. Older meaning like fourteen. No, no, like late teens, early twenties. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I just found myself waiting and waiting for the phone call for an audition, not even a job, but just right. just an opportunity to audition. Right. And it came, you know, like once a year mm. or once every six months, while my peers were like auditioning for like two times a week, three times a week, and they were doing movies after movies. I, and it was just really dispiriting. I mean, I was, I, it wasn't fun for a time. Uh, so I decided to step away from acting, went to film school. And, uh, and I was content for many years working behind the camera. And it was not until 2018 when Michelle's movie, The Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians, came out. And that movie just hit me on so many levels. I remember watching it three times in the theater, and I cried every single time. And I had serious FOMO. Mm. Yeah, and, that's what it all comes I, down when to. When I saw so many, the entire cast made up of Asian actors, mm -hmm. And I go, wow, I wish I was up there with them. Seriously. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so the idea of getting back into acting, that's where I started. I call up an agent friend of mine. Um, and this was like after decades without an agent. Uh, and I asked him, would you want to rep me? And he says, yes. Two weeks later, I got a call about this movie. Two weeks later, this movie. Day one, we did our scene, first day. And I remember afterwards, you, you kind of leaned over and you went, was that okay? Yeah. And I was like, was that okay? That was crazy great. Because the camera was on you guys first. Mm -hmm. And it was then that you told me that. And that was the, my memory of the movie. Mm -hmm. Was that moment of going like, you haven't had the opportunity yeah. to use that gift yeah. for decades? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there receiving your gift for the first time? In decades, it was, I remember that moment. I'll never forget that moment because it, it speaks to the, this weird business that we're in mm -hmm. where all of these talented people mm -hmm. just want to do their thing, mm -hmm. just want to be able to express their creativity Passion. and manifest their destiny as creative people, and the industry doesn't let them. Mm -hmm. And here was an example where you were being given that opportunity through this wonderful no, I, I, I remember that day. It was the so first do day. I. And I had a panic attack because I was sitting first shot. I'm sitting in front of the f Jamie Lee Curtis Do you behind me. Is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Michelle. Uh, excuse me, it's Jamie. <laughs> Lee Curtis. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, the, sorry. Yeah, the, the Jamie Lee Curtis. And then to my left was, you know, James Hong. And I was like, oh my God, these are legendary actors. Yeah, but guess and what? I was so nervous. So are you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Who's a better director of actors? Right. Steven Spielberg 
Yeah, so you George guys have worked Lucas. with a couple of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you, how would you say we rank against, I don't know, Ang Lee, Wong Kar Wai? What do you think? What do you think? In the question so of directing duos, yeah. you do split jobs. Well, it'd be interesting, I think, for people to know how do you guys split the, the job of yeah. co-directors, of two directors. You were directing me more physically and visually, and you were directing me more emotionally. Mm. Oh, wow. So that if That's there was nice an emotional team. note, mm -hmm. performance-wise, you would deliver it, and if it was a physical, visual note, you would deliver it. Huh. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, we came but, from, but, oh, but, yeah, but, Michelle, but, go. I don't know. There you go. First of all, this is... Uh, Amazing. I'm amazed that I'm sitting here. First time in South by Southwest and we're the opening film, so I'm... Ooh, yeah, you're nervous. <laughs> nervous is, is not the word. I'm here. a little yeah. overwhelmed, but I think I want to echo uh, the fearlessness of all of you. Mm. Mm. Starting from the two of you. Mm. You two are in a very weird way evil twins. Mm. Like from one like, that alike, sort yeah. of splits into two. Someone said we were aliens, okay? Mm -hmm. Thanks yeah. to you guys. Yeah. But you worked with no ego. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love the way whenever I, I ask a question, you take a little pause, you look at each other. That was like your signal. I don't know which eye blinked and then one would start first. And then the next time they looked at each other, another, then another one would go. So it was, it was very interesting watching the two of them work because when I looked at my script, I had the biggest panic attack. Because mm -hmm. I work, yes, I do my homework. I like to do my homework because I feel that when you've done your homework, you can go in and be absolutely crazy mm -hmm. because then you are prepared for things uh, that are being thrown okay. your way. When I looked at my script, because how I like to tag it is like if every scene I'm in will have a, a sticker. And by the end, and then if it was an action scene, if it was a very dramatic scene, it would have different color coding and things like that. And yeah. then it was uh, the different universes. And do you do that on every script? I do it on every script. Mm. So I know how, because you know, then you know how to, what you've done, mm -hmm. what you've done, you push it aside. Old brains don't have very much space. So they need to be empty, you know, <laughs> like delete, delete. I looked at it and it was literally tagged in all the different colors, and you're right. I think there's- From like three sides of the paper too. Completely Not just one side, one, two, three sided, right? legendary binder. Yeah, I think it's, we should show a picture or video I think or we need it. It's I, really I do yeah. have a video yeah, of it. I'll, yeah, it's and, incredible. And um, I, I stepped back and I went, okay, I'm just gonna do as much as I can. Mm. And then when you say, when I say, I don't know what I'm doing, I literally had that approach where I felt we were the limbs, you know? Mm. We were the legs, you, you was the body, and you yeah. were like the <laughs> <laughs> no, we were the hands as well, right? But you, but you two guys were the spine and the soul, right? Because there was no question you couldn't answer from you or from you. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what I said to them. I'm going to come in and we had to be fearless mm -hmm. because it was like a void, you know, and it was sucking us in. Mm -hmm. And then you just gave it and gave it. And I watched you in awe and how you transformed from this gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous. Oh yeah, give, it, give us that Wait till, and then she has this expanding stomach that I'm still trying to learn. Like, yeah. and you're, you're like, where's Jamie? What do you do to my friend? <laughs> <laughs> but 
your fearlessness mm. made me like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you walk into the. I swear, when I saw the that that <sighs> universe, that yes. hot dog <laughs> universe, I, I said to myself, okay, that's the first thing that's they're gonna take out from the script. <laughs> I, I, I don't even understand it. <laughs> But like you say, because we approach every universe, every character with love and sincerity, we believed in what we were doing because you two created such a such strength and power for us. So I thank you because yeah. we've traveled across the multiverse. We found each other. Yeah. That was one thing we discovered was like at the end of the day, we are looking for each other in whatever universe. Mm -hmm. The mother was, the daughter was looking for the mother mm -hmm. and the friend was looking for another friend mm -hmm. and the husband and wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We never let go. Yeah. I want to touch upon, like you said, you said, you know, like there were no egos. I mean, that is so true. Like, on our set, no egos, no divas. Everybody only... You are the diva! <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody had only one vision, which was to make the best movie yeah. we possibly can. And I, and I love this, you know, I love this cast, this crew. It was just, like, one of the most amazing adventures I've, I've ever been on. And, you know, I... Not to... But I'm just going to keep all weekend telling you both how much I love you. But it's truly, working on a Daniel set is like, you come on, we do warm-ups. <laughs> At the end of the week, there are awards given out to crew members right. who maybe yeah. are not, are working on props or a prop assistant that you don't usually see on set every day. And we take this time to celebrate all the people who are seemingly invisible on a set, but have such a huge impact. And you know, any executive or any other director would be like, time on the clock is ticking, time on the clock, money out the window, money out the window. <laughs> but that is a huge part of the ethos and the core of how you both like to work. And I think mm -hmm. it makes such a huge difference because everyone in the room feels so valued and then gives their all to the, to the project. The love is there because you both lead with trust and care and immense surrender also mm. to your collaborators. You are like, surprise us every day. Do mm -hmm. anything you want. We don't know. And it's so special and mm. singular. You guys all alley-ooped us with that ethos, you know, like the fact that you were not in your dressing room wandering the set and asking people what they're up to and like. I was buying uh, chairs. She was looking the system. Yeah. <laughs> Privately. <Right. Yeah. laughs> okay, sorry. By the way, the only reason and sitting on the set watching. Right. But, you were you in know. it for months. But the by chairs. the way, there was yeah. a lot to learn on this yes. movie. Yeah. You know, a traditional movie, there's always something to learn. But this, there was so much invention. I will, is it in, it's in the movie where Michelle fights me with her feet. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then pulls me to her. Yeah. So Absolutely. there's a sequence where Michelle and I have a fight. And in order to shoot it, and I have the video on my phone, which I can't show all of you. But what happened is Michelle was straddling her stunt double. <laughs> so if you imagine her stunt double's feet where my hands are, and Michelle, she, the stunt double's laying flat. Michelle is sitting on her. Mm -hmm. She and I are fighting, and the stunt double's feet are coming up to hit my hands. And I had no idea how you guys were going to pull that off. Mm -hmm. I knew it was in the script, and I thought it would just be CG. It was all done practical. Yeah. 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 
And that was like, so to me, <laughs> sitting around a Daniel set, mm. you're gonna learn a lot because yeah. there's so mm. much invention. Uh, for those of you watching, uh, this was taped about six hours before the world premiere of our movie. Mm. So very quickly, how are you feeling? I can't believe it's happening. Uh, it's been such a long time for me, so it's, it's, it's real emotional for me, but I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And I can't wait for the world to see our movie. People are gonna see you and their minds are gonna be blown to you. It's gonna be amazing. I do feel feelings. <laughs> I feel so squishy in my heart. I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky and grateful. Wow, what a feat it is to make something and put it out in the world in general, and then to do something that no one has ever seen anything like it before. Mm. So I just feel so lucky and humbled to be a part of it. Mom. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Ma Did you just call me mom? Yeah, oh. you are the mom. You're set mom. Yeah. You're the <laughs> center of the universe. Yeah, I was matriarch. Yeah. We're really blessed. We truly are so blessed. Uh, two years ago when we wrapped, that was the start of the pandemic. Mm. And we are all around here today celebrating the release of our film. So we should be so, so, feeling so blessed and loved. Thank you. Someone up there is really, has been looking after us mm -hmm. so well. And I think we will continue to spread our love to so many out there who are in dire need of help and peace and all that. So. Let's enjoy our moment! Uh, <laughs> let's do it. And now I have to follow Michelle. <laughs> okay. nice. Nicely timed there. Uh, everything she said. Uh, and you know it's a movie for the world right now. Mm. It's a movie about coming back together. Yes. Literally, full circle. The circle, we, we joked at the beginning about the circle, but the bagel, the circle is a very important symbol in the movie. Uh, to me, it's about reunification. And if we ever needed reunification, it's now. So, happy to have a fun, crazy, wonderful journey to get to that place, and I'm honored to be in it. Mm. Boys. Yeah, it's a roller coaster that heals you by the end. Yeah. Gives you a little hot toddy at the end. Um, thank you, Jamie. A um, sober hot toddy for me, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Just tea. tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm mostly gonna just say that um, I'm very proud of you guys. I'm very proud of our crew, very proud of us, which is a very weird thing for me. I'm never proud of anything I do, so yeah, this usually is- Usually he's Aww. just yeah. thinking about the next one. He's like, yeah. we can do better. And like, I feel oddly relaxed in a way that like, mm. I, I, I know what you guys have done, and I know what we're gonna see on the screen, and I feel very excited for the world to, you know, celebrate all of that hard work that you guys did. So mm. um, I'm, we're going to have a wild weekend, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. everybody. Yeah. Entertainment Weekly. Well, I hope all of you enjoy that as much as I did because it's just kind of the, the innocence of, um, like I said, not knowing what was about to happen to them over the next several months with this movie. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, certainly did, did not expect the attention that she's getting for it. Michelle Yeoh's fantastic, and and I'm uh, glad she's, you know, getting her getting her flowers now, as they say. Stephanie Hsu, I think, is the real, um, you know, she's been in things and people have seen her, but she is, I think, the real, like, the breakout, the star discovery here, um, who's who's now, she has so many things ahead of her because really it's like the first half of the movie, uh, she doesn't have much, but it's that back half where Stephanie gets 
such incredible material as, you know, in the, in the multiverse, essentially as the villain of the movie. Um, and then, you know, trying to reconcile in, in regular life, um, find a way to move forward with her mom. Patrick, what, what was like your big takeaway just from watching the movie? I know you've seen it a couple times. Oh God. It, you know, it's, it really is that emotional relationship that the first mm-hmm. time I viewed this movie, it was just so, so much about the spectacle and, and the editing and all of like the visual, just whirling dervishness. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, the second time I was really able to dive into like these relationships and really appreciate particularly keys because I think Stephanie, mm-hmm. you see that the mother daughter arc that's clear in the first viewing, at least for me, but seeing keys work there and like really just like how differentiated his different characters were yeah. and um, all of that, like he really came to the forefront in, in my, in my second viewing. Um, and, and I've actually watched it three times now and uh, mm. it's, it's it, 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 the third time I was able to just kind of enjoy it rather than like, the first time I was like figuring right. it out. The second time I was like, okay, what <laughs> yeah. did, what did I miss? And then the third time I was able to just enjoy it. Uh, and mm-hmm. each time watching it with different people and getting to watch them watch it is super exciting too. Because yep. it ranges from like, wait, what? To like, oh my God, to like bawling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's a really special movie viewing experience. And, and if folks haven't seen it, I, you have to just sit down, commit to it. And maybe on a day when you have time to, watch it twice um, because it will be one of those that you want to go back and, and check out again. That said this year, we have so many incredible uh, movies. I, you know, looking at this list of best picture nominees, it's so much good stuff. The The storytelling this year has been so wildly varied. Um, and I encourage and people, it's not it's hard to win. compare. Yeah, I encourage people. It's not going to win, but like women talking, yes. the movie itself is, is, you know, maybe not the strongest because I think it would have made a better play, but like the performances, please go watch that movie. If you haven't, like the performances are so strong. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of uh, Mark McDonough's work, which is just so um, beautifully comedically dark. Um, it, I mean, he delivers, I, I think another knockout. I love Banshees so much. Uh, the Fablemans, I liked a lot more than I was even expecting to. Um, Michelle Williams a really fantastic performance in that and um and the the uh, actor who plays the son gabriel labelle is a fantastic discovery here um i'm so, surprised he didn't anyway, get more attention but anyway it sounds like, I, it sounds like we're I'm, wrapping up with the season yeah. jared you're making this you're making i know i know not, yeah <laughs> i know uh we're just talking about these best picture nominees there's so many great ones but um what i will wrap up is this episode of the podcast because we do have more to come this season uh but we are almost there the finish line is in sight but uh patrick thank you as always for joining me of course anytime Yeah, and thanks to all of you for listening. That is it for this episode of the podcast. If you like what you are hearing here on The Awardist, follow, rate the podcast, and leave us an award-winning review on Apple Podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials. We're at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall. We will see you right back here next week. This episode of The Awardist podcast is hosted by Jared Hall. Produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio. Edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.